Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. If, if Bill doesn't get a, a gig, can you see him retiring, or do you think the fire still burns with Bill? I think I think the fire burns with him because he's got – he loves the sport. He loves the preparation. He's been doing it for decades, and in my mind, there's nobody better than him at it. So whoever gets him at some point is going to have, in my opinion, the greatest coach ever. And, um, and I know he's as competitive as can be, and he wants to be out there winning football games as a coach. Woo! Hot fire there from Tom Brady Jr., who you'll be seeing on Fox in the booth next year during football season. Fire burns with Bill. Is yeah. it from the ring camera <laughs> interaction? No, that's... Get a cream for that, buddy. You would want to light your eyes on fire after watching that footage, I imagine. Uh, so get ready for Maybe more. You. Yeah. Get ready for more uh, hot takes like that from Brady next year in the booth. Get excited for it. Uh, meanwhile, he's not the only Tom Brady talking. Tom Brady Sr. gave some comments to Chris Gasper in the Boston Globe. Let's start with him here today on Jones and Mego with Arkan. We got your phone call 617 779 7937. And it'll lead into our big queue at two, which I want to get to here coming up. Uh, he was asked about Bill Belichick. Yes, please, Chris Gasper. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady Sr., more than happy to oblige. And remember, when Tom Brady Sr. talks, just picture Brady saying the same thing. Because I think Tom Brady Sr. gets a lot of this from uh, Junior. To the point where Tommy Curran told us last year, Brady wasn't happy with Dad squawking in 2021 or whatever it was 2020 damn uh, his, right his first year in tampa brady was not happy with dad ass squawking damn, damn right okay damn right damn here's, right here's what he had to say i don't think it's fair what i've seen everybody saying that it's all tom said brady senior nice start bill's the best coach in football bar none hmm. didn't say greatest of all time best coach in football maybe i'm parsing words yeah think the last three or four years of his tenure in new england have been in the dumper so it's too bad. <laughs> he went from complimentary to saying Bill's in the dumper. Uh, Gasper then writes, if you're expecting Brady's father to gloat about Belichick's unseating as Patriots coach, that's not how the Brady's roll. Mm. <laughs> Feels like Tom Sr. was a big source for the Wickersham story, but we'll continue. Uh, quote, Bill's tough, said Brady Sr. He runs a military system. It's a different generation. Bill's great. Great. Great coach. But his interpersonal skills are horrible <laughs> that's the bottom line how many times has he said back in 15 or 16 that he wanted to win without tommy 
There it is again, Arcan. Tommy. 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 Damn right. When he went without Tommy. Damn right. He didn't know what he was losing. You're losing more than just a quarterback. Ego sometimes gets in the way of things. I think it did with Bill. And now he's in a situation where he's gotten crucified for the last few years by everybody. And a lot of luster has come off the rose. I will get to more from Tom Brady Sr., but it's a good time to interject. I think he was looking for Bloom. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect analogy, but work with him. Uh, It segues into our big question of the day. Uh, And Tom Brady Sr.'s comments are a launching pad. Bill being out of a job, although Washington remains open. A guy that I thought was going to be in the mix there, Mike McDonald, the D.C. in Baltimore, is now the head coach of Seattle. So Washington's the last job, unless you think Kansas City's opening or something. So Bill being out of a job the last four years without Brady, Brady winning without him, et cetera, and now these Tom Brady senior comments. Is Bill Belichick's status as the greatest coach of all time, the coaching GOAT, is it in jeopardy, Mego? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because who is going to unseat him? Like, we had a similar conversation. Andy Reid? Yeah, the guy coaching in two weeks? What do you mean? And how many Super Bowls is Andy Reid going to get? I don't know. Are you, are you betting so against him at this different. point in time? Yes, yes, I am. I am betting against Andy Reid. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Like, we had the debate the other day, which now I've seen other places, uh, about Pat, about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and the pace that Patrick Mahomes is working at if he gets his third Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. But that's so different to me than what we've seen Bill Belichick accomplish and where Andy Reid is in his career and how many more he would get. I think that even though, like, I don't want to be a victim of the moment here where things have been bad for Bill for the most part over the last four years since Brady have left. And one, one would say they're in the dumper. Yeah, they're in the dumper, as Tom Brady Sr. said. And you can point to it and say, well, he only did it with Brady. In my book, it doesn't matter because he did it. And I don't know who else is going to come in and get six Super Bowls or eight rings if you want to throw in his time with other organizations. I just don't think it's going to be done again. I think it's hard enough to do it three times in the free agency and salary cap era. I I just think it's a freaky, absolutely insane career that is not going to be matched or or superseded. I think that that's probably right. I mean, listen, I don't think that it's very likely that Andy Reid does this. He does have four rings to get, and if he wins, then it'll only be three, I guess. But, you know, he's only six behind them in playoff wins. He's got 25 playoff wins. Could be 26 if he wins in the yeah. But in a what matters? Super Bowls. I'm just saying, if he gets the Super Bowls, everything else is pretty much on par. Not to mention yeah. the fact that he was successful without Patrick Mahomes. Thank he didn't you. Win without. Thank him, you. But he got to the Super Bill Bowl doesn't with have Donovan that. McNabb, and he made playoff games with Andy Reid. And Bill does not have that same thing. It's true. But at the end of the day, what do we judge this on? Is Super it Bowls. Super Bowls or is it anything else? Super Bowls. Like, saying, are you going to get I'm into gonna be the honest, weeds Mego, of I'm saying else? if he matches him in Super Bowls, everything else kind of takes Andy care Reed's of itself. Point I don't think Reed needs to match him. I don't think he needs to match him. But I keep going, Arkan. Is it in jeopardy? I didn't say is it over. I didn't say is Bill, like, knocked off the pedestal. Is it in jeopardy? Hell yeah, I think it's in jeopardy. It depends on how much longer Reed wants to coach. And there's been a lot of, you know, speculation that he's going to retire. Yeah, I thought he was retiring. Retire I thought that's what you've been year. saying for I mean, the last couple weeks, I mean, that it, that's a real possibility. If he retires now we're with, saying that he's going to win four more Super Bowls? Well, I don't know. Let's see. I just told you he doesn't need to win four more Super Bowls. He just has to win one to get to number three. If he gets to three, he's better than Bill Belichick, no, who is six. No, Mego, if he retires, then he might not get there. But I've already told you, I rethink Bill Parcells and Joe Gibbs and all these other guys who've been retired for two decades. So, like, no. I, I don't I don't
don't think Bill is a clear-cut guy anymore, and it can get worse. Joe Gibbs is a totally different conversation. Okay, well, whatever. There, it's. It, I didn't ask specifically about Andy Reid. I said his Bill status. Up Joe Gibbs. Is you know Bill's status in jeopardy? Yes, it's, it's in jeopardy. Of course not. it is. The league doesn't want him. He sucks without Brady. You know, on top of that, uh, look at how the last four years have gone. What if the Patriots have a good year without him this year? There's a lot of things that factor into it. It's not just Andy Reid passing him. There's a lot of things that factor into it. So you answer it for me. Up now, at Jones and Mego. Is Belichick's status as the greatest coach of all time in jeopardy? Uh, you can also dial us up, 617-779-7937. I, I don't think Tom Sr. and Tom Jr., by proxy, I don't think they're sold that Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Again, you read it on the surface. I don't like what I'm seeing. Bill's the best coach in football. That seems very complimentary, but then Bill's been in the dumper without Tommy. Best coach in football does not mean greatest of all time. That just means the best What's one the right difference? now. The best one right now? Best like, coach in football, did he say right now? No, but what best coach in football, did he say greatest of all time? No, but that's like, it's to me, it sounds the same. Okay. Like I I said, I might be, I'm asking what the difference is. Uh, one is. You know, football means now, I yeah, think, as me opposed too. to of all it's, time. It's yeah. not, I mean, if you think he's the greatest of all time, you oh, say. He's I, don't the, th- I don't think he thought it through that much. I heard you that, say he's I heard the greatest a, of all time. I heard that as a Californian who's saying, like, he's the best coach Mego. in football. Let's not bring Phil Jackson into Mego, this. Mego, what if I say, what if I say Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in football? You don't think I'd I mean the greatest of all time? I'd say that's ridiculous. Okay, but I'm saying, but you would think present day, right? So No, I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm being straight up. I'm saying I don't understand the difference. Okay, Arkan, so he's th- the greatest. Arkan, that said, it doesn't mean he's Bill the best. Be- Bill Belichick wasn't the <laughs> best coach in football. Like in the early 2000s, it wasn't football. He was coaching something else. Like I don't, I, on, no, no, I honestly no. don't say, understand what we're parsing here. If you said this year, Bill Belichick's not the best coach in football, Mego. it's like, yeah, his team sucks. He's not even technically in football right now. He doesn't I'm have I'm saying a this job. past season, Mago. I'm saying the past My season. My God. Jesus. Me- this past season, he was 4-13. Am I the one who's he wasn't the best coach in football. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Definitely. Me- <laughs> if you think he's the greatest of all time, you say greatest of all time. What's so hard about that? So best I- coach in football implies right now. He did not say greatest coach of all time. He said best in football. He continued. Uh, when asked about uh, the idea of moving on from Tom Brady, and now he's speaking about Robert Kraft, uh, he said, and this is when they came back in September, uh, I made a mistake. He told us that back in September, said Brady Sr. to the Boston Globe. We don't all make the right decisions, but he's made a hell of a lot of good ones over the years. I don't know that it galls him. Uh, I do know, rather, that it galls him that Tommy went somewhere else and won. Not that he won, Good but job, that, he, that he won after Bill said he was done. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Huh. Uh, he continued that uh, he's surprised. Bill hasn't gotten another job. He's aware that Bill needs just 15 more wins to pass Don Shula as the NFL's all-time winningest coach. Quote, Bill loves coaching. But again, I don't know if teams look at Bill. He's 71 now. He's ready to go with that number. Mm-hmm. He's 71 now. I don't know that they're going to bend over backwards for him to provide him the full array of control that he wants to have. That's the bottom line. He could probably turn up somewhere and find 16 games to win in two or three years. But if he's out after that and the team has reformulated their front office to accommodate his wishes from their standpoint, I don't know if the magic is worth the accommodations that they have to make it. So, I don't know. How do you think the Bradys feel about uh, Belichick these days? And is this sort of stuff, now, now the end of Brady, when Brady left and then went and won in Tampa Bay, and what the team does without Belichick, and the fact the league doesn't want Bill Belichick, and he may not get the Shula record on top of it, and he's won diddly squat in his life without Tom Brady, does that put his status as the greatest coach in jeopardy? It's not just about Andy Reid. All of these things, that's what we're talking about. So I wonder, like, when you look at athletes, do you see it the same way? Like, do you discount 
what Michael Jordan did because of the years with the Wizards. Because the way that it ends, I'm 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 not asking to. No, it's fair. No, I'm saying because it almost never ends well. Like, who has ridden off into the sunset besides Brady, who really got the closest to it? Like, went out in the wild card round after a tumultuous personal year. But we but we debate Jordan and LeBron right now, right? What do you mean? Like, I don't. I'm all Jordan. I mean, I I think it's a debate. And so, to me, I think part of how it finished, and well, I don't LeBron know. LeBron also hasn't won for a couple years. No, like, he hasn't, but he has five to Jordan six, and, like, it's a debate. And so, to me, I, I think people do hold the Wizards thing against Jordan. I don't know if it knocks them all the way down, but I, people don't talk about the Jordan years. I feel like they absolutely do. Well, no, or I'm, the, genu- uh, the Wizards years, I'm genuinely mean. asking. Like, does it is it different for athletes versus coaches when you look at the end and you say, can you say, well, it never really ends well because nobody who achieves that level of greatness ever knows when to hang it up. So I can't judge them by the last couple years of their career because they should have hung it up earlier when they were great because that would have made them look better. It probably is different athlete versus coach, but I, I think, you know. back quit at the right, right time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, but I, I do think it's different um, because the coach is so dependent on who they have. But, again, there is a di- even between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes. True. And if you look at it on surface level, that is true. But... Andy Reid also didn't lose Patrick Mahomes and have somebody else win with him. Like, if Andy Reid retires and, you know, uh, Spagnolo takes over next year and they just keep winning with Mahomes, that'll knock down Reid a peg, I think. Or if Mahomes goes somewhere else and wins without the Chiefs and Andy Reid, that'll knock down Reid a peg. And, you know, the fact that Joe Montana couldn't go and win without Bill Walsh, he made an AFC title game, uh, but the fact he couldn't go win, that doesn't get thrown back in Walsh's face the same way. But Brady winning should be a mark against Bill, winning immediately. And Bill not getting a job and the Patriots dropping off a cliff. And on top of that, it's not done. If Bill comes back and sucks somewhere in 2025 with a good team, or if the Patriots are really good without him this year, it'll continue to get worse and worse. So I ask you, is his status as the GOAT, the greatest of all time, not the best coach in football, the greatest of all time, is it in jeopardy? 617-779-7937. You can vote at Jones and Mega. We have Brian Scalabrini for some Celtics talk today at 430. We have triple play 445. We have Meg explaining at 530 and picks for tonight in bet roulette at 545. We'll get to your feedback coming up along with Bill Belichick. Is he going to coach in 2024? The rumors continue to not die. Let's get to it right after trending with Arkin. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This is Jones and Mego on WEI. On WEI. I love the fact that I'll have a voice that can um, carry a lot of credibility with what I say. And, and ultimately for me, it's about getting really comfortable in a new role. But I also know that going into it, I'm, I'm not a finished product. And I've reached out to a lot of different people this, se- this football season and had a lot of phone conversations with people who have really helped me out. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that over the next eight months. I don't have to go on air till September of next year, but I really want to be prepared for that first time out. But I also know I'm going to improve and grow as it goes over the next 10 years. So I'm excited. I love being part of the Fox family. I love feeling like I can still make a contribution to the game by highlighting and showcasing how great it really is. And I want to do that uh, in a very authentic way, in an honest way. And I do feel like I'm going to call it as I see it based on the really unique perspective that I had over a 23-year playing career. Brady sounds real excited to get out there and start calling games. He needs the whole year off. Did you hear him there? He's like, yeah, I still, I still don't have to work for another eight months. No, we know, Tom. <laughs> How much prep are you doing to the point where you didn't even know the Vikings personnel this year when they called and asked? Like, what have you been doing? So that was Brady making the media tour yesterday. Uh, he wasn't the only Tom Brady doing it. Brady Sr. did the same. Uh, He called Bill the best coach in football, which I agree isn't like a smoking gun. But I wonder if he meant that phrasing because he didn't call him the greatest of all time. He also said Bill's been in the dumper the last three or four years. That one's a bit more damning. (laughs) Uh, You know, he uh, he sounded exactly like a source in the story, the Wickersham story, that Bill wanted to move on from Brady and that Kraft made a mistake, and Bill thought Brady was done, et cetera, et cetera. We already got questions on the text line, 37937. When did Bill ever say Brady was done? Kraft said Bill told him Brady was done in the Wickersham story. So that's when. And that same story said between 06 and 2013, Bill was trying to trade him. Tom Sr. is a little more charitable. He says, yeah, 15 to 16 when they were trying to move on from him, once Garoppolo was in there. Uh, He also thinks... Bill Belichick could get the wins record, meaning Tom Sr. 
But is the team really going to do that for two or three years? And it might take him two or three years to win 15 games. Another shot, I thought. So all these things, you don't seem to think any of this sticks to Bill Mego when it comes to his legacy as the greatest of all time. Because that's what I want to get into, is Bill's status as the GOAT in jeopardy. I, I felt that way for a while. I have not been referring to him for the last couple of years as the greatest of all time. He's the most accomplished. I mean, no one's won more Super Bowls. That's inarguable. Is he the greatest coach, or did he just have Brady? And, you know, Phil Jackson's a great analogy. Phil Jackson had Jordan. Phil Jackson had Kobe and Shaq. At least he proved he could do it in two different locations. Mm -hmm. Like, he bounced around, and he just chose where the most talent was to ring chase. But at least he did it in multiple stops. You know, maybe Bill will get a chance to do it somewhere else. Maybe Bill will take over from Holmes and do it, and then he really is Phil Jackson. That would be Phil Jackson. That would be Phil Jackson-esque. It would be. But is his status as the greatest coach of all time in jeopardy? Right now, 70% are with you, Mego. They say no. Arkan, you agreed with Mego, right? You said it's not in jeopardy. Not yet. Not yet. I think that it could be very soon, though. 31%, 30% rather, say yes. And I just think these, these last four years, and it's not done. It's not like, oh, well, we're just going to forget about it because it's four years. No, it's still going. What if Bill goes somewhere, and what if he gets the Washington job and absolutely sucks? What if the Patriots are good without him? You know, like, what if all of a sudden the absence of Bill Belichick, whether they get Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whatever, Gerard Mayo brings the Patriots back to winning 10 games a year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what if that, all that stuff's going to make Bill look worse? I think this sticks to Bill more than you do and so, his legacy. Not to answer the question with a question, but doesn't it all come down to who is the beholder of the opinion of his legacy? Sure. Like that. So I can only give my opinion I think that the casual sports fan will just still say, like, oh, okay, you know, you're sitting there. Who's the greatest coach of, of all time? Belichick. Like, I, I feel like that's been the answer for a couple years. It, the, the difference is now it's who's the, greatest, who's the greatest coach. If anything, it's like, okay, who's the greatest coach in football right now? That's more of a debate. Like, actively who Belichick has shown himself to be the last couple years, he's clearly lost a step, if not a couple, even on the coaching side, not just with his personnel decisions. I, I just, I think that like we're, we look at this and this is how it kind of always is. I know like not always, always, but more often than not with the greats, we look at the end and we go, Ooh, the end was kind of gross, but for the, t how long he did it for and with Brady and you can give more credit to Brady. Certainly, I think most people look at it and say it was Brady. It wasn't Bill. I don't even need to go down that road. But you can still say that he did it for two decades and that he built multiple teams and that he coached multiple teams, that he went to the Super Bowl nine times more than any other coach in the NFL. And he still has more Super Bowls than any other coach. So 10 years from now, if people are talking about, I'm just saying a run-of-the-mill average fan out there is talking about who's the greatest of all time. I still think because of the Super Bowls, they're going to say Bill. And then some, you know, contrarian sitting at the end of the bar is going to be sniffing their light beer and say, well, actually, yeah, someone, you know, someone quite, will actually put some thought into it at the end. Yeah. Instead of, just, so beer. Much, instead of just, instead of just counting yeah, rings, somebody will put nose, some thought into it. Yeah, it's Jones. In the beer, <laughs> hey, it's Jones. The lack of hops. Yeah. And no, then come up no, with Michael, his you're right. opinion. No, you're right. The sheep will all look at one number but and just say, so but then somebody saying. else will actually think about it. Well, he kind of sucked without Brady. When we're talking about his legacy, are you talking about like great football minds who are sitting there think, on NFL Mega. Network and specials. Like, who are we talking about? Are we talking about the average fan? I think you're already hearing it. I think you're already hearing it more and more. You're hearing like, about who he's been right now. Like, when Brady left, 
if Brady just went to Tampa and became irrelevant, I, I don't think this would stick to Bill all that badly. The, the fact that Brady won immediately without him, that should stick to him in a big, big way. The fact the Patriots dropped off a cliff, he ruined a quarterback if he felt like Matt could even play. I hear that all the time. I don't know that I fully agree with it, but you hear that all the time. He ruined a first-round quarterback in Mac Jones, a Pro Bowl, alternate. And so, again, and it can get worse. Like, what, what if he does get the Philly job, which he continues to get linked to? Or what if he gets the Dallas job? We'll read you some comments from Jerry Jones here in a moment, and it doesn't go well. Or the Washington job, which is still open, he gets that one, and he wins four games a year and limps along to try to get the win record uh, or wins record. I just think that kind of stuff, I, I think, has already stuck to him. Like 30% in a poll, which I think is a healthy number, here in Boston are saying, yeah, no, it's in jeopardy. It doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean Andy Reid has passed him. But it's in jeopardy. I think people are rethinking what Bill actually meant during those 20 years. I, I certainly am. I think a lot of people are. Victims of the moment. That's what I would say about it. Maybe. When we're talking about legacy. We're not talking about who he is right now. We're not talking about what he did the last two seasons. We're talking about the span of his entire career in football or just look at his entire career with the Patriots. And I still say that that's enough that he's going to have the GOAT status for most people evaluating. To me, it's really all about Andy Reid because I don't think anybody else is particularly close. I don't think there's any retired coach that you can look at and say is hands down better than Bill Belichick. And I think that he's the only one right now. I mean, there's a lot of young coaches, I guess, but we'll see if any of them start winning Super Bowls at any kind of clip like this. Right now, it's all about Reid, who's going to turn 66 in March. And I mean, let's say he plays, he coaches till he's 70. That's four more seasons, maybe five. And he's going to have to win three more Super Bowls, assuming he wins on Sunday. That's got a really tall task. I mean, that's not easy to do, even when you have Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention, he's been coaching that team since 2013, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's he's been there a while. He's been there 11 years. He's got two. Uh, it's going to take a lot for him to do it. But I still think that he's the only one that's really, uh, that's really in the in the mix there. I, I'm actually more with Jones on this. I don't this. think he needs to catch him. Like, I, I, think I, think, I think it has more to do with Bill doing damage to his own reputation if he decides to coach until he's, like, 80 or something ridiculous. Ridiculous, which, hey, he's almost 72 now. So if he's like, it comes up with some other record or he gets, I, I don't know, he gets fired like two more times. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think could be really yeah. destructive where people go like, I yeah, mean, but at the end, what happened to yeah, him? Then you have what to say someone else right is now? the greatest. So who's, who's it going to be? Yeah, he's due. Well, I mean, you might look at Reed. You might, I already gave you Parcells and Gibbs. Reed is nipping at his heels. Like I think there are other coaches that are in the mix. People I don't might- think that no matter what Bill does in the last couple of years, they're ever going to say he was less than Gibbs or less than Parcells. I just don't think that I mean, that'll happen. I might. Let's see what happens. You might, I'm saying, is his general his status in general. Your, your opinion of his status could be that he's not the greatest right now. If we're talking about what the national opinion is, I think he's going to have to. It's going to have to be someone who's coaching today. It's I think not it's someone who's retired, or they're going to have to come up with something where they find out that, like, oh, the cheating you thought he well, was doing, yeah, it was way well, worse. I was, I was just going to say this: like, Bill's due for another cheating scandal at his next destination. Uh, so who no, knows? I'm saying if they retroactively uncovered something, yeah, but uh, but again, he can make it. Has his legacy gotten better or worse in the last four years? Worse. worse. Thank you. And so I, I thought, let's not pretend it didn't change. But this, it was so high. Okay. But it's it com- was untouchable. Yeah, well, now it's touchable. I agree. Now it's now it's in jeopardy. Now someone can can catch it, which is exactly what I'm saying. 617-779-7937. Two things to clear up quickly before we get into those Jerry Jones comments about Bill. Uh, number one, LeBron only has four. Where did I come up with five? So that's that's a mistake that I'll cop to. I thought LeBron had five for some reason. I don't know where I came up with I that. think you like to think that he has one more in L.A. than he has. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, you don't even give him the bubble. Meg, Me- in Mego's mind, he only has three. 
And at least that one's got a foot now. LeBron bouncing around to me, like I don't think he needs to catch Jordan, but he will need a fifth to really get to Jordan's level. He will need a fifth, but I don't think he needs to catch him. Just like I don't think Reed needs to catch Bill. Bill only did it only with Brady. He's won one playoff game without Brady. Reed's been to a Super Bowl without Mahomes, and Jordan did it in different destinations with different. Uh, LeBron did it in different destinations with different players, unlike Jordan. Bill Walsh. Uh, maybe I didn't uh, represent this one properly. Like LeBron, I was wrong. Bill Walsh, I do not – who – do you give George Seifert credit for the Super Bowl in 89? Like, all he did was literally take over and keep the train on the tracks. Like, that's not Montana to me winning without Bill Walsh and, like, justifying it. If Montana went to Kansas City and won without Bill Walsh, and even getting to an AFC title game is impressive. If he went to Kansas – a different destination like Brady did and won, not just after they won the Super Bowl, the next year Walsh retires and they keep it on the – like – Barry Switzer? I don't give Barry Switzer a lot of credit for 95. That's that's not like Troy Aikman winning without Jimmy Johnson. It's the same idea. It was the same team. It was all intact, and they just kept that on the rails. So I don't know that Troy Aikman could win without Jimmy Johnson or uh, Montana can win without Bill Walsh. It's a lot different when Brady goes to another destination, and the very next year with new players, new coach, no familiarity outside of Gronk, uh, goes out and wins. Like that to me, those are not analogous. I feel like we just sat in on Jones's like corrections minute. One's yes. a correction and one's an F. Well, you. One's, You're actually wrong. Well, one's a correction. The other, maybe I just didn't phrase it properly, but like he did not win without Bill Walsh. They, that was the same team. That, the, the same team the next year. That was the closest to a corrections no, minute you'll I, ever get from no, Jones. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. LeBron, LeBron did not win five. That's wrong. The, Are you sure? Yes, the Montana Seaford <laughs> thing. I, I please uh, six one seven Wait, seven seven. So that's where you're supposed to say LeBron had, did not win five yet. Yeah, well, LeBron, it's true. LeBron's still going. Uh, on Jerry Jones, these comments. And they're all tied into, like, the Philadelphia stuff is still out there. Could he get that job? I still think Washington is one to watch. What are they doing? I don't know. I think they're going to go with Dan Quinn, which none of this inspires confidence because who's the guy who they brought in from the Warriors that was supposed to be this great big brain consultant about how they're going to run their entire search? And they bring in Adam Peters. Yeah, I can picture picture his big dumb hair. Thank you, Bob Myers. Yeah, yeah, Bob Myers. And it's like, okay, great. You know, you can't hate on San Francisco's personnel moves over the last decade. And so I'm like, they're moving in the right direction. They're going to go Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson. They must be offering them the worst salaries in the world. And they're like, by the way, uh, we can't pay you because we're moving all of our crap to Virginia over the next five years. So we're not spending money on anything else. This is just my guess. And so I don't think they're going to go for Bill because they're going to end up with somebody like Dan Quinn or Aaron Glenn from Detroit. Okay, real quick. One of these defensive assistants. Real quick, Because they're not giving Bill $25 million a year and they're not going to give him any personnel power. Okay. And they are already paying Adam Peters for that. Okay. Dan Quinn or Bill Belichick? Like who I would choose? Yes. I would choose Belichick okay. there. Aaron Glenn or Bill Belichick? Belichick. So why won't the, the commanders do that? And I get I what you're saying. You. Money, personnel. What if Bill is embarrassed? He should be. He got pantsed. He should be red-faced embarrassed after what happened know with what Atlanta. That means, but whatever. And so if Bill is sitting here going, you know what? I don't need full personnel control. He might not mean it. Like, he might tell that to the commanders to get a foot in the door and then charm their pants off and get the job or whatever. And then he'll figure out personnel once he gets there. What if Bill, after being embarrassed by Atlanta, is dropping some of those demands? I totally don't see it because of the pick that they have, because of their draft position. And Bill's going to saddle himself in a situation where they're going to take a quarterback and he's once again coaching a quarterback that he doesn't see eye to eye with. Like, I, I don't see that. I think the personnel thing, it seems like 
starts and ends there to begin with. But also because of that, I think that draft position would just be a non-starter for him. Yeah, and honestly, it should be for Washington, too. You know, I mean, I think that they should look at that and say, hey, what's the history here with the young quarterbacks? And the recent history is about as bad as it could possibly be. And I know that he was the coach for Tom Brady, and that shouldn't be, you know, completely ignored or forgotten or anything like that. But that was in 2001, and it's 2024, and I just don't see Bill Belichick being a good influence or a good mentor or a good guide for a rookie quarterback in this day and age. I think Washington's in play. And I thought that yesterday. The second the second the Ben Johnson stuff blew up, I thought Bill was in play. Should we have a cheese whale bet? Uh, no. Here's <laughs> Dallas. Jerry Jones uh, deflected a couple of questions about Bill Belichick, I guess. Uh, he said, I don't want to get into it for reasons about talking to anybody that I might have been bandied about, discussing Mike McCarthy. Uh, I didn't talk to anybody, meaning other candidates. I haven't talked to anybody uh, that is a head coaching candidate other than my own. Does he think the six-time Super Bowl champion will get another opportunity, he was asked. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't speculate. Finally, Jory Epstein, Yahoo Sports, breaks through. Great reporter. She asked about uh, Belichick and what he respected generally about Belichick of Jerry Jones. Here's what he said. Quote, I know him personally and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. So what do we make of that? Does that mean... Bills in play in Dallas next year if he doesn't get one of these NFC East jobs in the meantime. Florio made the point. The Giants are always lurking. The Eagles and Cowboys have been credibly linked. What's Washington waiting for? Does Mike McCarthy like live in a sex dungeon cave? <laughs> like like in a little cage that Jerry Jones keeps him in? Like, how do you go out there I mean, and you talk w- about it surprise a you? coach that's available when you've just re-upped with this guy after at halftime of the game that he's losing, that he's puking all over himself, that Jerry Jones is sitting there being like, Oh, there's gonna be some important decisions, and then you keep him back. Like, my God, is he even paying Mike McCarthy at this point? That's my biggest takeaway, is like, ugh. If I'm Bill Belichick and I'm looking at the way that Jerry Jones is like talking about me while he's with this other coach again after the season that he's had with that coach, Bill would have to be very desperate. No doubt Jerry Jones, he is desperate. What do you mean he'd have to be very desperate? He is desperate. Uh, No doubt in Jerry Jones' mind they could work together. Rich, desperate man. None. Uh, Justin's in Connecticut. What do you think Bill's up to next year, Justin? So if I'm Bill, I'm not taking any jobs this year, and I'm just waiting for, like, the top team to go 0-3, 0-4 next year and just come in halfway through the year and be the hero at this point. I think that'll be the best way to save his reputation. Okay. I I think that would be a good way to save his reputation if you assume he'll go in and be successful. I don't, I don't know why everybody's so positive he would work in Dallas or Philly uh, even if he could sort out the personnel stuff with Howie Roseman or the control with Jerry Jones, I don't know why people are so sure Bill would go somewhere and work. Like, he's he's lost the step if he ever even had that step to begin with, which I do think is a fair thing to look at. What was he before Brady? What was he in the middle without Brady? When Brady went down for a year, they were 11-5, and five, sure, with Matt Castle. Missed the playoffs and were five wins worse from the year before. Like, they took a big step back without Brady. And what have they been since Brady left? I think that should be all be fair. And I think that will be part of Bill's legacy, a big part of it. Uh, Joe is in Boston. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, guys. Um, just an interesting take on this. Um, to me, Belichick is the GOAT, regardless of what happened the past couple of years. And I think the future is a little also, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I feel like he has a better chance of getting worse than better. Um, but have you guys heard of, 
Are you, are you familiar with the driveline company from baseball, driveline baseball? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead, though. No. All right. It's, it's basically it's a, it's a data-driven baseball player development program that the Red Sox have actually uh, poached a couple of guys from. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, I did see this. Uh, Breslow, Breslow has hired a couple of these guys. I, I saw at least one. It, it, this is where yeah. he hired them from? Right, exactly. Okay. And I was just to get trying to get your take maybe on what if Belichick, with his expertise, maybe he could do something like that. Oh, like advise the Red Sox on the side? Stats are for losers. Uh, here's the thing. The Red Sox would probably have to spend money, which they don't want to do. <laughs> they won't sign a pitcher. They're going to sign Bill Belichick? Not on the baseball team. <laughs> They're willing to spend money on other things, meaning Fenway Sports Group and John Henry and Tom Warner. You're They're a willing, liar. They're willing to spend money on things like the PGA Tour, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Liverpool. Uh, do they still have the racing company? Is Roush Fenway Racing still a thing? So, you know, LeBron James's marketing, which needs to do a better job. Some people think he's won five championships. He's only won four. So it dovetails nicely into where we want to go with this. The Orioles sold yesterday. You see that? $1.7 billion. Of course I saw it. I'm pretty sure John Henry saw it. And I wonder if he saw dollar signs in his eye. How long until the Red Sox sell? Let's get to that with your phone there calls. There was not one bit of discussion Let's get around lack of focus. Sorry, Sam. Let's get to that with your phone calls next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models. Like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Meko on WEEI. There is a consensus. I would say that there is surprise that the Red Sox have not been more aggressive. Now, from my perspective, when I check on players and where they're going and who might be interested in which guys, I hardly ever hear their name. That's what is surprising to me, that they're not seemingly in the mix for any players you think they would be in the mix for. And again, the need is glaring. It's quite obvious. And there are pitchers out there. And I know Snell has warts. Montgomery might not be a number one. These are all fair assessments. And mm -hmm. listen, no one acquired Dylan Cease yet. No one acquired Corbin Burns yet. Obviously, the prices are quite high for those guys. But man, there are other ways to do things. And in a bigger picture sense, why did you fire Heim Bloom if this is the way you're going to go? The right. complaint with Heim Bloom, as I understood it, was they're not winning at the big league level. Fair complaint. They had not won at the big league level. They finished last three of the last four years. Okay. But 
if the goal is not to finish last, which I would imagine it is, this is an odd way of going about it. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the goal. Ken Rosenthal has been ripping the Red Sox left and right the last couple of days. That is on the Fenway Rundown with Chris Cotillo. He doesn't hear them linked to any players. He's like, yeah, we ask around about free agents. They're not really linked to anybody. Their name never comes up. Okay, sounds about right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, if you were worried, they are paying the truck driver to drive down to Fort Myers. You guys get this email? Uh, February 5th. Subject think, yeah. line, spring training truck day presented by JetBlue. Get that plug in. Is scheduled for Monday, February 5th. 27th straight year, Milford native Al Hartz will drive the 53-foot truck, which will carry an assortment of baseball equipment and supplies. He should drive it somewhere else. Like, make a break for it. Start the Red Sox on a new life. I'm going to take it as a good sign. They're still paying for a 53-foot truck, and they're still paying the driver. That's good. Those, these are good things. Uh, 20,400 baseballs. Hey, what a waste. 1,100 bats, 200 batting gloves, helmets, practice tops, white game jerseys, 160 of those, 300 pairs of pants, 400 t-shirts, et cetera, et cetera. 25 French Bulldogs. That's a lot of overhead. Ready to mate. Do they need that many pairs of trousers? <laughs> so truck day is still happening. Red Sox signing players, uh, absolutely not happening. Not No chance. Uh, meanwhile, the Angelos family is selling the Orioles. And this has been rumored for a while now. I feel like we were talking about this at last year at various points during the season. $1.725 billion, I think the official number was. And I don't think the sale happens overnight, right? Peter Angelos is aging and not doing well health-wise. I think the, the family holds a stake in the team um, until his death. And then I think it will turn over to, to the new group, is I, I believe what I read. But I wonder... And I, I feel like I know John Henry's got to look at that sale and say, that's appealing. That's appetizing. Look at all the money that they've made off of the Red Sox, the money they've made off of Nesson, the money that they've made from their original purchase. And it's not like there's no, you know, sunken costs. They're building up Fenway corners right now. You know, they've rebuilt the ballpark. I mean, there's obviously operating costs with their roster and things like this, but 1.7 billion. And that's what the Orioles got. What could the Red Sox go for? And so I look at these numbers. They're, they sold for $1.7 billion. The Mets sold for $2.4. I'd imagine that's more in the Red Sox realm than a team like Baltimore. You know, the Royals sold for $1 billion in 2019. The Marlins for $1.3. The Dodgers for $2 billion. But that was a decade plus ago. That was back in 2012. So at bare minimum, I would expect it's somewhere between 2 and 2.5. It might be north of the 2.5 that the Mets went for four years ago. How realistic of a scenario is that where the Fenway Sports Group, spending on Pittsburgh, spending on the PGA Tour, $3 billion, they're leading the charge on that. Never mind their eyes on an NFL team, their eyes on an NBA team in Vegas or wherever else. How realistic is it that we wake up one day and the Fenway Sports Group has sold the Red Sox? First and foremost, would they have to change their name? Uh, good question. They'd be like, that's our origin story. Well, what's their, what's their new thing Fenway called? Anymore. I mean, they came up, what's a strategic sports group or something like that? Like, they didn't change it all Can that much. they take that as a sign? They might, just, they might just do that. Like, the SSG as opposed to FSG, I feel like they could rename themselves pretty easily, rebrand themselves. Facebook did it. So, they were asked about this by Ken and Curtis directly during Winter Weekend, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they said no, that sure. they're not going to sell. 
I would just say, and I sent this to you they guys. They also said they still have the same passion they've always <laughs> right. had. So I, I don't know how much stock right. I put in that. I, I like don't, I can't say absolutely not. Like, I can't say that I would be shocked if they decided to sell. If you look at the reporting around this Baltimore sale from the Baltimore Banner, um, there's a report here that in December, Angelos from the Orioles had called the governor to assure him that the Baltimore Orioles were not for sale and just basically straight up reportedly lied to the governor after renewing the lease for the Orioles at their ballpark at Camden Yards and, quote, categorically denied that they were for sale. Now we're sitting here at the end of January and it's clear that that the sale is going through. I know it hasn't been finalized, but it's pretty much it's a deal. And so I, I, I just can't put that much stock into anything that any of these owners say no. when you see the returns are what they are. Yeah. Two, I call it $2.5 billion, $2.4 billion that the Mets went for. Like, I, I can't imagine <laughs> they're not talking about that and discussing that. Maybe they've known this has been in the works for a while. At the ownership level, they probably did. But I can't imagine whenever this deal went through and it was first on their radar and they saw some of the figures potentially – that it doesn't cross their mind, Narcan. Yeah, and honestly, with the Red Sox, like it should at this point. Like I feel like with the Red Sox in particular in that ballpark, which they have tried to spruce up and add seats to and everything, there's a breaking point. You know, there's only so much money you can make off of it. And they probably at this point have realized, you know, the World Series ratings were way down from 2022 last year, and that was maybe because of the teams that were in it. But there's not really that. Baseball is not a growth industry the way some of the other things they're investing in is. No. And I think that they are not stupid. They know that. And they know that they wouldn't have these other opportunities if they didn't get in the game with the Red Sox. So they probably feel like there's, you know, not a good look for them publicity-wise to go ahead and do it. But it's a worse look. To, it's a worse look to keep going on like this than it would be to sell the Red Sox. If they're worried about the PR, if they're worried about the hit that they might take it would be worse to keep running the Red Sox the way they are now than it would be for them to sell out I think I and mean, I, I think a lot of people agree I thought that. it was very revealing listening to Rob Bradford when he joined us yesterday talking about or was it two days ago yesterday. I can't even remember yeah yesterday him saying that like it, something has clearly changed when even if you listen to them talk about oh of course they have the same passion and if if you think we don't you're a liar but if you look at how they operate over the last couple of years, when Rob Bradford is out there saying, how can you look at this and not say that something's changed? Well, Ooh. and just how sustainable is the model that other team fan bases are going to fill up your ballpark? Like, is that going to last forever? I feel like that, to Arkan's point, like, baseball is not what it once was. You know, some would say the sport's dying. And so is that a sustainable model? And are they going to get out of it? And if they don't get out of it now, can they still get $2.5 in a few years? Let me add this to the list as well. I was reading Kylie McDaniel. He's one of these prospect gurus at ESPN. He came out with his top 100 today. So, like, I'm sure you can throw Baseball America back in my face or fan graphs or whatever else. You can throw other rankings back in my face. Uh, this one I saw this morning. His top 100 featured three Red Sox. Roman Anthony at 23. Marcelo Meyer at 28, which that's a fall for him. And Kyle Teal, their first-round pick at 61. They have three guys in the top 100. The Orioles have seven including a bunch ahead of the Red Sox first prospect. The Yankees have six. The Rays have four. Uh, the Blue Jays are the only team in the division with fewer than the Red Sox. They have one, although they've had a lot of talent graduate to the major league level over the last handful of years. The plan they're selling you on that, well, we're not spending now, but player development and all these guys are knocking on the door. How good are these guys? Like, really? How good is their farm system? How good are these players? And... 
do you have a system like what the Orioles have right now or what the Astros had or what the Rays generally have where they're pumping out players and replacing them at the big league level? Is that what you have? That's what they're telling you. They're telling you they want to do that. And then I look at these prospect rankings and they have three prospects in the top 100, nobody in the top 20, two guys in the top 50. That sneaky stinks. And that's their plan. Like you should not eat that up. You should not go, oh yeah, let me wait for these prospects to get here. The prospects aren't even that good. Yeah, it doesn't inspire confidence because then when you wait around and the prospects come up, and if one of the three pan out, if one of the three is an all-star, is that a success story? Is that something you hang no. your hat on and you go, no. you go, okay, now we're going to spend money. Now we're going to bring in a real rotation for our pitching staff. Like, I, 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 I've thought it's been a flawed plan for uh, over a year, two years now, but it's like what you're waiting around for that they don't want to say, they don't they don't address it head on. They just say we love our young core and the young players that we're bringing up. Like it, it, it's just it's it's not a plan. Like no. it is no plan. No, and let me uh just for the the sake of accuracy, Ryan gave me the MLB top 100. Myers 15th, Anthony's 24. Teal is 40, Rafael is 76. So, okay, that's better. Three in the top 50, one in the top 15 at number 15. No top 10 prospects, one top 20 prospect. That's your plan? You're going to win with a bunch of prospects, you know, at the back end of the top 50? Or certainly outside of the top 15 or 20? I don't think that's a great... If you have the top prospect in baseball, that's worth selling. Number 15 or 28? Depending on the list you're looking at, that ain't that great. It just depends on how they play. I mean, do you want to rush them up and get them up here and see if they're any good first, or do you want to let them develop naturally and sort of go through all that? It seems like they're perfectly content to wait as long as they have yeah, to. Yeah, I'm just and telling that's, you. I mean, those are going to be dead years. If you're going the player development route, you better have better prospects than this. And you have to that's spend all. in between. That's yes. the other thing. Like, you can't just let that happen. People are not going to show up. 617, well, Red Sox fans won't. Uh, other fan That's bases true, might. Yeah. 617-779-7937. Uh, let's get back into the Red Sox and their coaching search. I'm sorry, the Patriots, rather, and their coaching search. Red Sox on the brain. Uh, what's going on with their offensive coordinator search? They do have a special teams coach. We can check that box. Let's get into all of it with your phone calls next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.